Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, time now to talk to Clint Newton from the Rugby League Players Association. Clint, quickly off the top, do you have any superstitions from your playing days? Mm. Yeah, morning. Uh, yeah, I had a few, um, pr- probably more than I wanted. Uh, I got rid of a few by the end of my career. Um, but uh, yeah, I, my first ever game I played for the Knights just in Jersey Flag. I, I went out last and ended up scoring a double. So I, for the rest of my career, I tried to run out last um, most of the time. Oh, well, I like used that. to enjoy that one where they used to wait and wait in the sheds to try and sort of get get my anxiety going and mm. see who could try and push me. Yeah, that one. Obviously, my uh, uh, my speedos uh, that I used to wear washed. Obviously, not um, continuing to play with them unwashed, but um, the same same speedos. What did they um, look like by the end of the career? Uh, well, I had to change. I, I would change them uh, every probably every two years, you know, to to get a new new lot. Yeah, I don't think I could go with the um go the full lot from from eighteen to thirty four. <laughs> they, they would they would have ended up more like a jock strap than a set of speedos, I'd say, <laughs> you know, with the wear and tear. But, um, so yeah, but no, there was a, a few few ones few ones like that um, uh, that I used to have. But uh, yeah, no. Comes with a bit of OCD as well, so um, so yeah. I've heard that the undies or the the speedos was popular amongst rugby league players. Hey, um, can we get an update on on Ronald Volkman, Clint? So much in the news uh, about this situation, a very unique situation that that hasn't been seen for a while. But but where are we at now with Ronald? Yeah, you're 100 percent right, James. This is a unique situation. It's a pretty disappointing one as well. Uh, I hope that this is probably some evidence that goes to any doubters of why we sort of held, we held the line during the CBA because yeah. uh, a, a big part of this was about strengthening the terms and conditions for our members. Uh, just like every other worker out there, you, when you when you go to work, you want to know that you're properly protected um, and that those that are responsible for looking after you um, will comply with their obligations. Um, and if they don't, then they'll be held accountable. Um, now, players aren't always shown the respect they deserve, um, just like other employees out there. Um, and we just, we hope that, you know, that, again, this sort of shines a light on some of that. But the process for a departing player at a club and, and joining um, another club should be pretty straightforward. Um, you know, the player's given permission to talk to other clubs, a medical takes place, and then the termination occurs pretty quickly before a contract's then registered uh, with the new club. Now, what's happened in Ronald's case is just completely, you know, jumbled up and, and botched, really. And the only person that's negatively affected is the player in this situation. Mm. 
So what, what, uh, what, where to from now? Is one, a club going to cover this or does this now come under what you were telling me about, I think about maybe six weeks ago when we spoke, Clint, the new player fund that you were, did push so um, strongly for in the CBA, could, could he maybe be covered by that or is this going to come back to one of the clubs? Well, yeah, I think the most important part is we have to start the process um, and work through it. I mean, I'm always in favour of everyone getting an opportunity to, to put their case forward um, and due process has to be followed. So, again, what we'll be doing is in, from our side of things, uh, we want to ensure that, um, that Ronald is fully protected and his contract um, is on foot um, because that's certainly the way in which it should take place. But no player should be left in a situation where they're having to foot their own medical bills yeah. Um, due to the fact that they've sustained an injury whilst performing obligations at the club. So, again, we'll work through that process first uh, and we certainly are hopeful for a positive outcome there and, and then we can explore some of the other things that are available. Just the common sense test from a average punter, looking at it myself, I look at, all right, where was he injured at the Warriors? Workplace injury, who was your employee at the time? That's who... who covers the cost is is it that simple or you know I, I know he signed a, a release from the Warriors afterwards does that take away any um responsibility from that for them or you know is there something that he signs when he when he leaves the Warriors that says any payments or, or costs from now on are, are no longer our concern well usually in a situation you know when uh, you terminate a contract just like you terminate um, an employment agreement with uh, an employer um, you, you, you're relinquishing those rights. Okay. However, um, at the same time, um, in these types of circumstances, which I haven't really seen before, uh, that's why it becomes important to ensure that due diligence was undertaken you know, in the treatment of a, of a person, particularly when they're responsible for ensuring that player does get um, gold standard treatment at the club, ha has taken place. And then, yeah. obviously, when they move to another club, particularly if they're training at their facility and they're, um, and they're performing all their obligations with their new employer, then obviously they should be protected as well. No player should be ever put in a situation where they're turning up at work without all the insurances and protections in place and performing their duties. It would be like both of you walking into the studio today without a contract um, and potentially falling over you know, as you're walking up the stairs if you don't have a contract in place, then you're not protected. You know, so again, that's the due diligence that's required at clubs. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect people to uphold um, those standards mm. uh, and we'll, we'll be pressing forward. And with the player manager here, so, you know, the Dragons have to shoulder some real responsibility, the Warriors potentially as well. The only one that really hasn't done anything wrong, from my view, is, is Ronald Volkman. But the player manager to... Sign that release before signing a contract with the Dragons, before doing a medical. What responsibility do they take in this scenario? Yeah, agents uh, obviously have a great responsibility, you know, to, to look after their um, to their client and the player. Uh, obviously, from an RLPA's perspective, we negotiate all the collective terms and conditions in which has to be followed by the club, and ultimately, then the agent must, you know, ensure that that they work within the parameters in which we've secured. Um, and that's, you, you're 100% right, uh, a player shouldn't be in a position where a termination um, occurs and then there's 
several days that go past before um, a player has a contract that's registered with the NRL. So, yep, that's all part of part of this process, and that's why, as I said, this is an incredibly unique situation, which seems as though there are many parties that have, have played a role in this, um, but at the same time, um, we can't control that now. Uh, what we need to do is ensure that um, Ronald is protected and that he has provided uh, a fair opportunity to put his position forward with us. And then the other separate part of this is, you know, now, um, not that I would have thought this was required, but it seems as though there needs to be, you know, further communication provided out to the industry to ensure that, or to certainly minimise the chance of this ever happening again, because it just just can't. Clint, I don't know if you can answer this um, specifically on him, just because of privacy and things like that, but mm. when he would have felt some sort of injury or something mm-hmm. there, would he have maybe not known how serious that was? Or perhaps is there a pressure to not say anything when you've got all these negotiations going on or I'm just wondering like is it potentially like he was like oh I've just got a bit of soreness but uh it not not actually have known how serious it was yeah it's a good question I think it's like again like anyone in the workplace um you do there there is responsibility for the player to to bring information forward um and that's all part of this process but we're confident Mm. um that that Ronald's acted um uh, diligently and work through that process. Uh, and again, he's not a medical expert. Yeah, so yeah. No different to you, to you, James. If you were um, in your past career, like if you're saying to someone that, "Hey, I've got an issue here," um, then it's on the, the employer or the people that are responsible for looking after you to to do the right thing and work through their appropriate checks and balances. Now, if that hasn't taken place, um, then that's where that comes into the conversation. So, um, but. Yes, like largely, yeah, that, that would be the expectation as well. So, again, we're not looking for players to have get out of jail free cards here mm. um, because, yeah. again, that's that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, where a player has put anything forward, then we expect people to act accordingly. Yeah. Hey, on a slightly lighter note, Clint, uh, I'm hearing rumours around the halls here at SEN from some of our own, like Justin Ho, that – there's a chance you may be lacing up the boots shortly again. Come back on the cards. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to... Um, uh, I was hoping there was going to be a, a bigger announcement than just um, releasing it here, but maybe there is no bigger announcement <laughs> on, on SEN with, with both of you. But, um, but yeah, there's... This no is as big as you get. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah... Um, but yeah, after um, after a lot, lots of um, careful consideration, uh, I um, I will be putting the boots back on um, this um, this at the end of this week in the Nines Premier League tournament. The RLPA um, is putting a team into the tournament, and uh, and yeah, I'll be part of the part of the team in the inaugural team. I think it's a good opportunity there. Um, good chance to uh, blow the cobwebs off um, mm. the boots and the speedos, James, and, um, <laughs> and, and uh, take the field with a few of my old um, uh, old rivals and, and teammates with the likes of, you know, Willie Mason and Justin Horro and Chris McQueen and um, Sam Thiday and uh, Dale Copley and um, uh, and a number of others. So, yeah, no, it's, um, it's shaping up to be a, uh, a good tournament. To be fair, I probably didn't realise how serious the tournament was and... Mm. Um, 
when there's uh, a number of youngsters getting around there um, that are playing in the Q Cup and the like that yeah. are probably vying for spots in their um, yeah. in the season ahead, and there's some prize money there. But I think we've got enough uh, enough artillery to um, make it interesting. That's for sure. It's a good side. Jeremy Lattimore was trying to recruit me to come up and play. And I was, I was seriously thinking about it. But then when he started rattling off some of the names like you just did then, Clint, and saying there was prize money and saying how there was some young up-and-coming players who basically go full bore, I was like, ah, leave me out. Thank yeah. you. I was thinking it was going to be a nice, fun thing, maybe like a hold for three rather than <laughs> full contact. But he said he reckons he play. I think he's played the last couple of years, and he said it, it, they go full bore. Even when, like, you get those footy players go back to the country competitions just to, you know, have a bit of a, like, ex-footy players, yeah. everyone wants to tackle them and, you yeah. know, like, it's a real, it's it's Let not. alone a six-foot-five swimmer that stands out like dog's balls. Yeah. I would have the biggest target on my head ever. Yeah. Yeah, I think there might, there might be some targets on a few people, but as I said, I think, um, I think one thing that I reckon we will win is the is the bander and the sledging. So I think um, who knows there might be some guys getting mic'd up for the mic'd up for the event. So uh, again, we've got some some of the great sledges of our of our uh, of the modern era um, playing. So it should be should be good fun. But look, it's it's just a really good opportunity for us um, to work uh, to put a team in, uh, particularly with the launch of our new. Uh, past player and transition program um, and levering, leveraging this chance to engage our past players. Uh, it should be a great couple of days uh, to bring players together. So uh, we've got our launch up there uh, this Thursday night um, with um, Bolter Brewing uh, with our past player NRL and NRLW players. Mick Fanning's going to be there for a Q&A. We know Mick is a massive rugby league supporter, yeah. uh, particularly uh, the Penrith Panthers. So, um, so yeah, it's a great opportunity for us to bring past players together. And Tommy Simons has done a great job um, with the recruitment of Keegan Hicksgrave and, and Joe Nullivale, uh into our into our team. So it's a really critical space for the RLPA moving forward. It was another reason why we, um, you know, dug our heels in in the CBA and uh, and and fought hard to to get an increase in investment uh, in this space because it has been um, it has been a Probably an underinvestment, um, and uh, and largely a lot of um, things are required to, to be advanced and move forward, like other codes. And we've we've been sort of left at the barriers a little bit um, the last few years, but there's been some great job. But now I've got some guaranteed investment and uh, some good people to further support the programs that have been initiated and and what we can drive forward. We're going to see if we can get our hands on some of this mic'd up audio. Yeah. Remember Willie Mason did the one for Sturlow's show, I think it was? That that gets re-released every yeah. couple of months. Yeah. Massive. Um, all right, thanks for joining us, Clint. Good luck yeah, thanks, at the Clint. nines. Uh, dust off those speedos. Uh, hopefully they've stood the test of time and uh, we look forward to hearing how you go. No, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, both of you have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. The Breakfast Show this morning brought to you by Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers.